Hello and welcome to BA Brew. I'm Pete. I'm Philippa. And I'm Mike. And today we should be talking about the secret life of presenters. So little uh, hacks, uh, hints and tips that we picked up over many years of sometimes quite embarrassing situations when you're presenting to a group uh, in whatever setting that may be. Um, sometimes as a facilitator, uh, sometimes presenting to the board, sometimes teaching a course, whatever it, it may be. Um, and hopefully we'll have a few uh, ideas that you'll find useful along the way. So um, if I can go to you first of all then, Philip, have you got something you'd like to share with us? Well, I think um, what's stuck in my memory for probably around 30 years now, um, it was a key learning point for me in my life as a presenter. I'd spent um, quite a significant amount of time doing a piece of analysis work for a well-known food manufacturer and it was looking at uh, their sales team's use of a system and why it wasn't being used in the right way, um, where the issues were, and then putting forward some uh, options for resolving some of the uh, issues. So, as I said, a significant amount of work, an extensive report, which the customer had asked was prepared as a presentation and I put it into a package, which was pre-PowerPoint, uh, called Freelance, which anybody who's uh, over the age of 50 probably is familiar with. It was, uh, you know, sure it was the package du jour uh, back in the none, early None 90s. of us, we've only been told by no, our You're parents. all too young, you're all too young. <laughs> and uh, uh, what Freelance used to do is every time you put an animation into a slide, it created a new slide. So if you had five animations, you'd have on one slide, you'd have five separate slides, which meant that a 50 slide presentation turned into several hundred slides, individual slides very quickly. So anyway, I ran through the presentation when I was in the office and then went to client site to present back to the director and his uh, senior manager, uh, only to find on opening the file or trying to open it, that the file had become corrupted. So I ended up having to do the presentation from memory on a flip chart. And it worked because I was young in those days. I had a good memory. Um, I'm not so sure if I'd be quite so adept these days. So what that taught me as a presenter, always, always, always take a backup on a USB. But in those days, it was floppy disks. <laughs> so I should have taken a backup on a floppy disk. Um, and that was that's my top tip. Take a backup. Could this even have been pre-mobile phones? Because I was going to say, and if you take it on a floppy disk, don't put it too close to your phone. But of course, we didn't have mobile phones in those days. No, I had a phone in my car, but I didn't have it. It was actually attached by a cord. Gosh, but to your house. You couldn't drive very well. I know. I really was. It was a white BMW as well with a car phone. 
top of I'll your tell game. You what, top of your game. I, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I thought I'd made it then, Pete. You had honestly. made it, I think. By anyone else's standards, you had. Um, so, Mike, any, anything in, uh, for, from your well, last that, history? That really chimes with me, actually. Um, number of times things have become corrupted. I do just about remember freelance, but I can't remember doing any of the content in it. But that's probably just my memory, not that I didn't do it. But um, having a spare copy has certainly been useful. But it, it's the other things that you need to think about as well. So spare batteries for your presenter mouse or your mouse. Um, uh, remembering to bring a power supply for your laptop. Um, cables, uh, VGA cables, HDMI cables, a multitude of cables and long cables. So I've been places where um you, you had to present and the cable is only the hdmi cable it's only one meter but the desk is two meters away from where it's got to plug it <laughs> plug in so you, yes. you kind of have to balance things a little bit uh, adapters as well so sometimes you've got uh, a vga uh, cable to go to the projector and, and only hdmi so having an adapter so you end up with quite a, a bag full of all of these things that you take mm -hmm. just in case um so that's that's probably my thing i'm trying to think of some disasters that have happened um yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be a disaster but at the time of course it, it's hugely embarrassing isn't it and yeah. especially if you've got a bunch of people that are sitting there waiting for you to start and then they're kind of fidgeting yeah. and you're you're trying to get stuff working i, 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 I guess the other thing you know, just um thinking to a recent event i think if you're working with a co-presenter sometimes you have to think what they might need as well so at mm. um yeah, at a recent session, um, we had a presenter, I was co-presenting with somebody who had come over from uh, Europe and they didn't have um, a European uh, an adapter for a European plug. So that was a little bit of a panic station um, to run around and get that. Lawrence, Lawrence came to the rescue there. He was a superstar on that. But I now know I'm going to keep an adapter in my bag for that just in case. If, the uh, Kate Crusader that is Lawrence Darville. Um, shout out to Lawrence. Um, I, I, I had a sort of similar um, uh, adapter kind of compatibility issue once, but it, it was even more embarrassing in, in a way because I was running on, running a course on client site and it was for, um, let's just say, a, a major British broadcaster. Um, and uh, I, I had quite British broadcasting corporation. A major British broad broadcaster, that, that's all I'm going to say. Um, and uh, I, I got there and I got quite an old fashioned laptop. So it still had a VGA port. But of course, you know, this uh, broadcaster was very state of the art and it took about two hours for them to run around and look in their mass archives of technology to find a VGA cable mm. to plug into their very high tech um, HDMI screen. I mean, this was going back a few years, but it was very early days for HDMI. Um, but I hadn't got an adapter and uh, I, I couldn't, um, uh, I didn't have a cable either. Um, I, I just assumed, all oh, right, you know, they always have these things, don't they, on site, especially, you know, something like that. Oh, they'll, they'll have one, but um, never assume is, uh, I guess, one of my uh, my mantras from that point onwards. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that, Pete. Um, the, uh, extending that conversation a bit, I think it what is safe to assume is whatever venue you turn up to do your presentation at, test the data projection equipment, <laughs> arrive an hour early and test it. If you've got multimedia built into your slide deck, for example, a video clip 
or you need to go to uh, you know the internet to show a YouTube video, make sure you test it. The number of times I've been caught out with no sound. You yeah. play the video, yeah. um, you can try with a um, an MP4 file on your laptop, no sound. Go to the same um, clip on YouTube, no sound. And it takes the tech team at mm -hmm. the venue, let's just say some time to resolve that issue. Or in one case at the BA conference a few years ago, they weren't able to sort it out, mm -hmm. um, which meant that about 25% of the presentation I was due to deliver couldn't uh, couldn't happen. Yeah. Um, so we needed to adapt on the fly. You'd, you'd think we'd be getting better at things like that, wouldn't you, as, mm. as the technology improves? But I, I must admit, I, I ran a course probably about six months ago, probably a bit longer than that. And um, the uh, the client, again, this was on a client site, and the client said, oh, um, uh, can you connect the, to the projector via the Teams meeting or whatever it was? It may have been Teams, it may have been Zoom. Yeah. There's lots of alternatives, aren't there? But one, one of these such things. Um, and then, you know, got there and, uh, you know, the screen was there. Um, I was here with, uh, you know, various cables and stuff like that. But no, 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 couldn't do it that way because you had to connect to the meeting. So I then had to be invited to the meeting, join the meeting, um, and then granted permission to share my screen on their screen. And in the end, I was just thinking, it's now taken us like half an hour, or the best part of half an hour to get started. And there was a cable there. There was an HDMI cable. And I, and I nearly said to them, can I just plug this in here and just plug it straight to the thing that I'm standing right next to? Yeah. But, oh, no, 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 no. You have to do it through all of these uh, gubbins because that's the modern way, isn't it? So um, Yes, it's not made to, easy. Coming back to the complexity, uh, we've got much more complex environments now. And yeah. um, I've been caught out by making an assumption that I'll be able to connect to Wi-Fi locally and get get a, um, a signal so okay I don't need it for my slides but if I've got something go to demonstrate something on the internet if I can't connect to the wi-fi then that can be a bit of a problem so having contingency plans for all of the bits and pieces yeah. not just your set of slides what, what are you going to do if you can't get onto the wi-fi yeah absolutely but even going more old school than that um, as presenters it's great to have a flip chart in the room and actually spare pieces of flip chart paper. I'm sure we've all turned up where there's a there's a flip chart stand, but no actual paper, yeah. or there is a flip chart, but 99% of the sheets have been used. Yeah, yeah, and, and you can maybe, turn it over, but you can only turn it over once, can't you? And, and you when can you, only turn, when it, you over turn once. it over thinking, oh, I'm really clever, I'm gonna turn it over and use it back. And then you realize that somebody's already done that. Somebody's already, yes, has already done Where'd that. Where do you go from there? We're, exactly. And also, so, making yeah. sure you take pens. Yeah. Because there's very many pens in the rooms nowadays. If there yeah. are pens, test the pens that are there as well. Make sure that they are whiteboard pens, if you're wearing a whiteboard and not marker pens. Yeah. yeah. That embarrassing honestly, moment when you wipe it and it just smudges yeah. and the whole Stays thing down. goes off. But I have a top tip. A huh? top tip. If you do write on a whiteboard with a permanent marker, not that not that I've done it, of course. <laughs> but, um, Coca Cola gets it off. Right. So always have a can of Coke in your bag, 
Other brands are available. Indeed, yes, yes, indeed. It could be any form of cola. <laughs> any form of cola, but the full fat type, not the not the diet version. And of course, if if you are lacking a cup, uh, you know, a container of the fizzy stuff, uh, there is also another one. I don't know how effective this oh. is in comparison to the cola one, but oh. if you find um, a non-permanent pen and you write over the permanent pen, you can then wipe it off. Ah. Um, so yeah, I have actually done that on Smart. more than yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's I if like you've that. got the two sets of pens there in the first place. So yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. and um, I mean, I, I've used um, methylated spirits or other alcohols. Um, not that I carry a lot of alcohol with me when I'm going around to presentations. Um, Is it's going to be a confession or something? Spent <laughs> youth or something like that. <laughs> The other thing, of course, is nail varnish remover wipes have this have the same effect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe yeah. maybe maybe what we'll have to do is see if we can kind of patent um, a, a trainer kit and then start to sell it. And you can buy it off the shelf, you know, with everything you're likely to ever need, you know, for every eventuality of, of situation. But actually, it's never going to happen, is it? There's always going to be the odd one. Um, I, I remember once thinking, right. OK, I'm going I'm going to a client site. Um, I better make sure that I've uh, I, I've got my charger. Right. I've got my charger with me. Brilliant. Yeah. OK. Got everything else. Got my, my little clicker. Um, but what I didn't realize is that actually um, I can be very clumsy as a trainer. Um, and I found when I got there that I had to put my uh, laptop on a table and then string the power cable towards the wall. Um, and I got a very odd laptop where it had got the, the 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 power pack built into the plug. I don't know whether you've ever seen it. So you get this huge block on the back of the plug, and it makes it actually quite precarious. Um, and I had to trip over it and then rip the power pack off the plug. Um, wow. What I hadn't realized is... Um, that I hadn't fully charged my laptop before I'd left out in the morning. So I almost had a dead laptop without a power pack. And you can't just plug any old power pack in, into any laptop. One of our colleagues, Julian, once did that and blew up the laptop. So be uh, beware. Um, but yeah, making sure you've got a fully charged laptop just in case, not that I'm paranoid. Or actually even a laptop. Of course, or even a laptop. <laughs> drove to a customer site and had, when he they they got there they found that they left their laptop at home ah. which caused a few issues so they were able to borrow a laptop from the customer and get the files sent across via secure transfer Wonderful. to the customer uh, who then loaded the laptop with the file. So all was well in the end. <laughs> but uh, yes, that's a top tip. Make a list. Yeah, absolutely. The night before. Def definitely. And, and of course, the other thing that you can't always rely on is yourself and your mm. body. Um, and I remember uh, on uh, numerous occasions, um, getting sort of halfway through a course and then all of a sudden, you know, being at the end of a cold, 
you think, oh, I'm all right now, I feel okay. You start, and you've got a very loud um, voice and all that kind of stuff. And then at the end of the course, you can hardly speak. Um, so I do have another top tip for, for that. This is a little bit of product placement here, um, blatant product placement. But I have to say, uh, of all the various things that I have tried over the years, this one really works. And, and oh. I talked to a number of my colleagues, and they also have the same top tip. So apologies for that. Um, Mike's got his pack as well. You notice that we've got them with us at all times with that paranoid. I've, uh, I've just taken a screenshot of that, um, Pete. Yeah. They're, not the, the, they're not the most tasty of throat pastels, uh, but they are vegan um, for yeah. any vegans out there. Um, we do, and we, they do very quickly. For Sorry, those people that are just listening, Pete, we probably need to say what the name of the product is because they'll be wondering. That, oh, actually, they could just watch the video. That's a really good point. Yes. So if you are listening and you couldn't just see what I just did, um, this product is called Vocal Zone. Um, apparently, it's used by uh, singers and other professionals who need a voice that's consistent and doesn't let them down every five minutes. <clears throat> So, yeah, that's the, another topic. The last tip I've got, adding to that, is um, a well-known sort of speaker, conference speaker, um, said to me, never drink um, sparkling water um, as part of your, uh, as your drink. Um, always drink still, because sparkling water, the carbon dioxide in it, um, really affects your throat, which is something I didn't know before. No idea about that. Mm. Yeah, I must mm. admit I don't particularly like sparkling water. I have to say, so I never do. But, um, but yeah, never. Oh, heard I it. like it. It's like non-alcoholic champagne. <laughs> That's probably pushing it a little bit, Philip. But yeah, I know where you're coming from. I know where you're coming from. So, any, any final thoughts from you then, Mike? Um, well, on that point of drinking, I think making sure you're well hydrated is is quite important because you. you if you're talking if you're talking for any length of time then your your throat does dry out so um having some kind of drink i think I, I think i've always heard that if you drink cold water that can actually affect your voice as well so so you don't want to have um, water that's too cold so yeah just make sure you're well hydrated although not so well hydrated that you need to step out halfway through your presentation because that might be a bit of a challenge indeed there's some things that we just cannot control and mother nature is one of those things Indeed. Um, on that bombshell, um, thanks for joining us today. Um, if you have any ideas for any future episodes, please uh, contact us at babrew at assistkd.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>